Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere, as we are back at it on a Sunday, Sunday edition of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G to provide you with all of your mailbag needs. Uh, Danny, as we gave the Maller travelogue <laughs> on Saturday, uh, and uh, you told an amazing story about the beauty of children, the innocence of children and how you don't mess with their string cheese. <laughs> yep. And you told an amazing story about how you should not parlay UFC bets. No, no. <laughs> the round robin parlay. And I felt like such a schmuck. I said, what are you doing? That's a plump pussy right there. But anyway, you can hear that on the Saturday podcast. We got a lot of mail. We have limited time, Danny G. So I think we should get to that right now. And answer the people's questions. These are all questions sent in by actual listeners of the show, real human beings, real human beings that have sent their messages in. But before we get the party started, we must have the proper open to the festivities. All right. Uh, thank you to Ohio Al for that little ditty. We appreciate that, and we thank you all for sending questions in. And the first one You've got mail. comes from Rick from San Ramon. He says, last week's podcast, February 27th, was the most entertaining since Danny G came back. You guys had me laughing my butt off. Thank you, Danny, for digging up the hot Carolson drop. Still funny as hell. Also, to add to your bleep conversation, I used to listen to Howard Stern every morning when he was on commercial radio back in the mid nineties. Part of the reason I thought his show was so funny was the bleeping out of the curse words. Now that he's on satellite radio, it's not as funny. Uh, anyway, thanks for continuing to entertain. You make my Sunday night walks much more enjoyable says Rick from San Ramon. So uh, thank you. And so we, we talked about cursing on the, on the podcast and you know, this, that, and the other thing. And it took me <laughs> a shit ton of time last week in post-production to get that many fucking bleeps into the podcast. Well, listen, you are such a motherfucker. You piece <laughs> of shit. You're a is what you are. All right? Surprise motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. But uh, well, we will keep it up. And, and I agree with Rick. Cause I think we're probably around the same age. The, the art of saying bad things without actually saying bad things is a skill. And there's something impressive about that. A uh, blind Scott from the North end of Boston writes and says, Hey, can you do me a favor on the mailbag? Uh, he says, please. Uh, can you tell the story about Henry Hill and how he was trying to break into the radio station? Uh, he says, I used to listen to him on the Howard Stern show back in the day. And uh, the dude from Goodfellas, he says, I'm sure a lot of listeners would like to know the story. Uh, well, I, yeah, I can tell that story blind Scott real quick. I can't give the full version, but years ago, Greg Bergman was my producer at Fox sports radio. And I was doing the, the Ben Maller show. This probably goes back 
oh man, 14, 15 years, something along those lines, a long time ago. And so in those days, I, before the show, I was doing the overnight show and I had to go out of the studio and I'd call into the local affiliate in LA, AM570, the late, great Joe McDonald was hosting a nighttime show. And so I would do crosstalk with him where I promote my show and talk to him about whatever was going on. So I would walk out of the radio station out on, there's a side door and I would walk out and kind of walk down right on the corner of Sepulveda and Ventura. And that's where I would just talk, you know, it's nighttime. There's nobody around, but on this night it was during the summer and I walked out before the show and I walked by this guy that was kind of disheveled, looked a little, little out of sorts. And uh, he said, are you on the radio? And, uh, and I, I said, uh, as I remember, I said, no, no, I'm not, not on the radio. I kept walking, even though I was walking out of radio station. So I walked out of the radio station. I went down. I did my, my business. I walked back. The guy's still there. Now he's close to the door. And he's, uh, he's like, yeah, you were just here. You lied to me or something like that. You're on the radio. And, um, and then I'm like, uh, you know, no, no, I'm not on the, on the radio. And uh, he says, I'm Henry fucking Hill. And I want to get on the radio. I have a story to tell. And I want to get on the radio. He's cursing every other word, you know, fuck this shit, that all this stuff. So I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, man, oh man, this guy's nuts. He thinks he's Henry Hill, the guy <laughs> from Goodfellas. So I was able to get past the door. Now the guy gets pissed because he saw me get in the studio. I used my card key to get in. Now he sees me in. So now I close the door quickly and he starts banging with both fists on the door. He's hammering the door. And uh, I, t- I told Bergman, my lightweight producer at the time, Bergie, I said, take care of this, you know, take care of this. Don't make sure he doesn't get in here. And I, I walked away or right? I walked into the other studio and uh, we were talking about a show and, you know, my favorite movie of all time is Goodfellas. I love the, I love the movie. It's my, my favorite mob movie. We talked about it. It's one of the guys says like, you should, you should check the, uh, you know, go on Google, see if it's, it's act, maybe it's actually him. And I went on Google images. It was Henry Hill. Oh. A man that had killed people. Got a murder. Got to go in the mob, Henry Hill. And I <laughs> walked right by him. Like, no. <laughs> it was so crazy, Danny. I guess he had been in the witness protection program, but they'd gotten him. He was living in Sherman Oaks, which is where Fox sports radio studios are located. We're moving to Burbank, but it's still to this day. That is probably the craziest thing that's ever happened to me in that building. It's wild. You pissed him off. You're lucky he didn't whack you. <laughs> well, he was so hammered. I don't think he, <laughs> I don't think he knew what, which way was up and down at that point, but uh, still, you, know, you see somebody, I'm Henry Hill. You know, oh, yeah, sure. You are. And I'm Santa Claus, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, Jared from parts unknown writes, and he says, given your love of words, origins, and all, uh, not mention, uh, not to mention your vocabulary being larger than all the other radio hosts. Boy, that's nice sucking up from you, Jared. Thank you. Uh, what are your favorite words? Danny, do you have any as well? He says endeavor, cool sounding, easy to use. Soothsayer, plucky, uh, are his favorites. That's from Jared. Yeah, so I have a sliding scale. I'll go first. I have a sliding scale. I like the word hornswoggled. That's a fun word. I like words that are fun to say that kind of make you smile. Jabroni is a good word. Mama Luke, gobbledygook. Uh, Those are all words that are pretty good. 
And I, I like learning new new phrases. And, and, and I've often said that all we have is words, right? Danny, we're spoken word radio. So it's we're pretty much saying the same thing. I give the same rant all the time. But the, the only thing that can make us stand out a little bit is to change the words. I mean, we're, we're talking about Aaron yeah. Rodgers five days a week. There's only so many. You got to change it up. You know, you got to mix in a little, uh, little spice. Uh, what are some words that you love, Danny? The first ones that come to mind, bamboozled. That's a good one. It's one of my favorite one. How about effervescent? Effervescent's a big word. That's yeah, big word for sure. Uh, those are probably the only big words I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like when you put a couple of uh, same letters together. Like in oh, the nineties, yeah. you know, we were yeah. kids of the nineties, and we would always say "funky fresh." Sure, so some good back-to-back words. "Funky fresh" for the nineties. Well, you're talking about alliteration. So I, I love Brian Wheeler, who used to be the voice of the Trailblazers. He'd be amazing, astonishing, us, you know, astounding, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Difficult, oh. demanding, daunting. Boom, shakalakalaka, right? <laughs> they are taxed, tormented, and tortured. You know, so, yeah, those are all fun things. And I, I try to change it up. I do, there's f- a few words that I kind of get caught on that I just keep repeating because... They're in my lexicon and, and I go with it. Uh, so, but there's, there's a lot of different words out there. We have endless amounts of words. So thank you for that, Jared. Mike from Fullerton writes in on the mailbag. He says, uh, Oh, I didn't play the, that's a bad job by me. Hold on. Excuse me. Uh, Mike from Fullerton says, Hey Ben, after hitting it out of the park as a guest host on daytime radio, what TV show past or present would you like to be a guest host on? Danny G, you too. So any of the Steve Harvey properties, Family uh, Feud would be a lot of fun. I knew you were going to say Family Feud. Yeah, my, I think Family Feud's a great show. I love that show. That would be really good. I think I could have some fun with that. Uh, I used to watch when I was a kid, and I, I ditched school. Price is Right. That's still on. I'll have a different host. So Price is Right would be good. Uh, any of those game shows I think would be cool to do. What about you, Danny? What's if you could fill in on a TV show past or present, according to Mike, which one would you pick? Well, in honor of Tinderoni tips, I'd have to say, I would love to fill in for Chuck Woolery. Oh yeah. Love connection. Back we'll be back in two and two. Yes. Love. Con- or you could be on what's well, a radio show, but love line. Yeah. You ever listen to good. love line when you were younger? Now, who was your favorite? Now, Dr. Drew was on love line for, forever drew they was had, good was he corolla adam corolla on that show he was but they had striker was the co-host mm-hmm. they had the poor man uh who's uh we should get him on the podcast is he still around the poor man i'm not sure he'd have to be really old but maybe we can track him down poor man's an la radio guy like a the rock and roll version of vic the brick who's the sports you know the sports guy and and he was the original host of love line i think he sued and there was a bunch of stuff that got on but uh that would be yeah. good to do that too and then one last one i would say in its heyday when vanna white was super hot yeah because that show how many years has wheel of fortune been on now pat sajak still looks exactly the same dude when we were little kids though people wanted to bang vanna white really bad <laughs> can you imagine being the host of that show oh sure and then but you also had uh, the Price is Right, they had those uh, showcase showdown girls or whatever they were on there that was also mm-hmm. popular. I and mean, I think there were some scandals with that. Oh, yeah. Bob Barker was famous for hooking up with those Price is Right girls. In fact, he got sued. And that was a big deal when we were kids. 
he was always in the news for being sued for sexual harassment. Yeah. Well, the women were impressed by that little uh, pencil dick microphone that he had. <laughs> they thought that was pretty impressive. He did all the booking. I bet he did. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer in Richmond, Virginia writes in says, Hey Ben and Danny G online passwords are a pain. And I keep mine pretty similar to each other. Uh, and I take, I make notes of them, but do you take the time to come up with unique, clever passwords for everything? Uh, no, Jennifer, absolutely not. I do not come up with unique uh, passwords. I hate the work email, which I don't really check. And I have to reset it every six months. And you can't use the same password you've used in the past. And, and so I'll have to write that down. I usually forget it. And I have to call one of the bosses and say, hey, I got locked out of the email again. Because like three or four times a year, maybe not that many times. Like, there's a couple of times a year we have to do training, online training. So I have to use my work email. But other than that, I never look at it because it's, you know, that's the first thing they get rid of. I learned when I, they did get rid of me in 09. That's the first thing they get rid of is your email. So uh, I don't even bother with it. Uh, and, and the other thing about that, I, I know from some people in the, uh, in the cyber world, while it seems great to have a really hard password, a lot of times people who steal passwords will just get access to the full database. So it doesn't even matter. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can have the hardest password in the world, but if, if the people that you know, hack into the website get all the passwords, what are you going to do? You know, yep. They have your password, so. Anyway, uh, Vols fan Jimmy from Fayetteville, Tennessee says, for both you guys, with gasoline prices soaring so high, have you considered buying an electric car? Yeah, I actually had a gas electric hybrid that was, you could go like, you know, 80 miles on the, on the electric or something like that. I had to get rid of that car. It was a lemon. So we had to return that car. The Mallard Mobile was a lemon. I remember that. Now, you would be paying more attention to this if you were driving to the studio every day, like back in the day. Yeah. Well, my wife drives a lot to work. Uh, she's got a long. So long you guys haul. still have to budget a lot of gas money. Yeah. Yeah. She's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a marathon. It's a lot of time in traffic. And well, speaking of gas, when I was in Vegas, you want to talk about price gouging. So I went to the Costco in Vegas. As I always, that's where I go. I'm a Costco. Guy. Love Costco. So gas was really cheap at Costco in Vegas. It was like $3.59 or something like that. Kirkland brand gas. Kirkland brand gas. The best kind of gas. No, it is. It is the. Don't play the buzzer. Wrong. It's not wrong. Okay. It's a really good brand of gas. Anyway, so I got the gas and, uh, and then I'm driving out and we get to Prim where I went into the ghost town, told the story about the ghost town. So I get to Prim. Now, this is in Nevada, so it's the same tax. It's the same everything as the Costco in, in Vegas. And it's all the trucks that take the gasoline to Vegas from L.A. have to go down that highway, so it's not like it's out of the way. They were charging $5.69 and like 69 cents for the same gas. Uh, and this was not obviously Costco. This was a name brand price gouging gas station. But over $2 more a gallon. And they were totally taking advantage of the whole Russia invading the Ukraine thing. Racist. Yeah, yeah. that old deal. And it, yeah, it's uh, another form of COVID blaming. You could yeah. just blame any increase on COVID or now the war. And also, so yeah, supply chain issues because of COVID and all yeah. all of that. Uh, I got mail. Yeah, uh, I got mail. Yay! Because of uh, trucking, it's because of ships. 
screw you, pay me. Yeah, this, that, or the other thing. Did you see Burger King? I think it was, I read online, Burger King, they're not going to lower the price of the chicken nuggets, but instead of giving you 10, they're going to give you eight. That's my duck. <laughs> I don't want to eat any of those. Well, I hear you, but I'm just saying, like, it's. do they realize that that is inflation? You're paying the same and getting less? That that is, they, They're making it seem like, well, we're not going to raise our prices. Yeah. Well, but but you're giving people less for the same amount. So they're paying more for less. Burger King, I have an idea for you. Make your shitty fries taste better. <laughs> my 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 uh, one of my grandfather loved, loved uh, he loved going and, and enjoying Burger King. And I, I was never a big uh, Burger King fan. Burger King was good when we were kids. My mom would hold that out when we would go to church on Sunday. That was her bribe. You guys are good, and you make it through the song, and you make it through prayer without laughing and causing a scene. Yeah. I will take you to get a hamburger at Burger King. The ingredients were quality. I know that they went through an ownership change, and their ingredients have went down the toilet. Do they still have the long? I haven't eaten Burger King in a long time, but they still have the long chicken sandwich. I think so. The oldest chicken sandwich out there. As far as a fast food restaurant, Burger King's got to be up there. Yeah. And that's been trumped by, I mean, everyone's got a fast food sandwich, right? It's just. Oh, yeah. They taste like. Anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't know that we answered uh, Jimmy's question, though. I, I, I would be open to getting an electric car, especially now I'm not driving as much. But I'm really concerned about the mileage because they don't get a lot of miles. So I go, I like going on road trips. And I, I think it would be a pain in the ass to have to stop for an hour to charge the car every 200 miles or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm an old school guy. I've always liked fast cars and I've been driving a stick shift the past four years. So give me some open road and some gasoline, baby. Burn, baby, burn. Mail, motherfucker. Pierre in Springfield, Massachusetts, home of the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, where you can see Muffet McGraw. In trying, he says, Ben, what was your total windfall from the Vegas sports book last weekend? And he says, number two, since you won't answer number one, he, Pierre knows me. Yeah. <laughs> For financial reasons, I never reveal how much I win or, or lose for that matter. But if you, of course, if you win too much, I think, what is it, 2,500? Is that the number? If you get over 2,500 on one win, they hand you a paper for taxes. I know with DraftKings, if you win over $600, you have to claim it. Oh, is it over 600 on DraftKings? Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that. But I know in Vegas at the casinos, if you, if you went over a certain amount, I think it's 2,500. Maybe it's lower now. So you want to win about 1,000 each time and go back to your room and then come back and win another 1,000 because then you can avoid having, you know, not, not that you should avoid paying taxes, Danny. I'm not saying that at all. But if you chose to try to avoid uh, paying the taxes. Stop it. Yeah, you you could conceivably do that, right? Yeah, I mean, there's ways around that. So, uh, any uh, just tell the government that you really needed all of that money because of the war. Perfect. Uh, anyway, so it says, do you do you see yourself pulling a Musburger and moving to Vegas to do a gambling show and living out your days as a whale at the casino? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's not my call. I'm in a partnership. I'm in a marriage, so it's uh, not totally my call. But I could, I could live in Vegas. I think I would, I'd do pretty well there. 
He just uh, called you a whale. I, I resemble that comment. So, uh, yes, I, I resemble that comment. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's see. Who is next here? Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. You've got mail. Uh, Gary, a big shot in the donut business, writes. He says, I listen on iHeartRadio and can't seem to find where to review this program. I have been listening for a couple of years now. And uh, he says, the monologues are spot on. You're uh, syndicated or cynic. I think he means cynical. Cynical mind is one of a kind. Uh, I listen every night or listen to download shows until you are live. Keep it up. The fifth hour has been better with Danny G. The staff is awesome. The militia is something else. Uh, thanks for keeping me tired all day. Uh, that is Gary. I don't know if he wants me to. I don't know that I need to say where he works, but he's at a very famous donut chain. He's in management, Danny, and they're very fa- famous in Boston. Ah, okay. And uh, they might love Tim Duncan. They might be fans of Tim Duncan, the basketball player. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and I might drink their coffee sometimes. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. I went into one of those places, and I asked for a cinnamon roll, and they looked at me like I was insane. They said, what is that? I, I guess – in certain parts of the country, they call that a, a coffee roll, I think. The lady looked at me crazy because she's like, don't, we don't have donut hoes. And I'm like, donut hoes. <laughs> no hoes? What's wrong with you? Come on. Ding. Like, I'm not for sale. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who is next here? Arch, come back. Pay attention. It's time for mail call. Uh, thank you, Gary. That was a very nice review. I'll send you a link. Maybe I already have sent you a link and you can write your own uh, review nick in wisconsin i think you just did though just copy and paste that nick in wisconsin says ben and danny if it were old school wwf slash wwe who told you, you, you we told you you want to t- your tag team partner he says uh, you got to pick a tag team partner danny between saint tammy in montana and judgmental helen so these are the two feuding women uh, who you want to go first, Danny? Who would you pick? I don't know Helen enough to know if she would be a good partner in the ring. I obviously I am more familiar with Tammy because she was on the show back when I was part of your live radio show. Uh, Helen, I only know from the podcast, but boy, based on their back and forth, it sounds like Tammy might gouge some eyes out. Yeah, well, so- Tammy is the the sweet woman who's got a, like an unbelievable rage. Like a mama bear? Yeah, like a mama, exactly, like yeah. a mama bear. Ask uh, any park ranger, what is the most dangerous situation to be in? Get near a baby <laughs> a cub, <laughs> and you're dead, meat. So I would say Tammy yeah. for that reason. Yeah, now, I, all right, so you take Tammy, and I'll take Helen, because Helen, you know, she's from New York, so she's got a little grit to her. All right. And, uh, you know, probably you know, always kind of, going around a little cynical and all that stuff. And, uh, and she doesn't even pretend to be nice. She's just, that's all she, I mean, just attack, 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 attack. So we got to set that up a steel cage death match. Let's get it on. Get it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. In one corner. All right. See, Helen doesn't call the radio show. If she called the radio show, I could make that happen on the live radio show. I guess it's possible we could do it on the podcast, although 
I'm not sure how the logistics of all that would work. I think I would have to buy some more equipment to do uh, maybe another phone. <laughs> yeah, I can only take uh, one call at a time uh, where I am uh, right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. We have Carlos in Houston. He says, little word of advice for everyone who is listening. Don't listen to last week's podcast while working out. So hilarious. I just want to know, how do I get on the Maller payroll? I know Chris in Houston moved on to the day shift and you need a Houston caller. Yeah. We had that guy that called for a while from the factory who was just really bored. And then I ripped him and then he got upset and became feisty and he stopped calling. So yeah, I think we're deficient in Houston callers. We've always had a, a couple of callers from Houston, but right now we're a little short there. And it's so weird I'm, because you always speak so highly of their professional teams. Well, I am very kind. As you know, Danny, I speak the truth and many people can't handle the truth. And so I have to explain these things and, uh, Great cash, homie. that's right. Absolutely. Correct on that. Uh, anyway, he says, uh, with Houston, Chris moving on to the day shift, he says, you need a Houston caller. Also, Danny, we need that drop that says that is a complete load of crap. And maybe you'll also be able to find it. He says, so a drop request for you. A complete load of crap. Uh, Carlos also said, I just want to say, fuck Rob Manford. I miss baseball because it was the only thing to look forward to since the Rockets and Texans suck ass. Uh, so uh, so says Carlos. Well, okay. Uh, thank you for that, Carlos. I uh, second that, man. And I know you got to talk to John Morosi on Friday. It's funny because uh, a few days ago, my queen Cinderoni asked me, so does this mean baseball is not going to start on time? And I said, that's exactly what it means. And she said, fuck those guys. <laughs> She's That's her favorite sport. She wants Dodgers back. She wants baseball back. And I think she spoke for the whole country when she said, fuck all those guys. Yeah. No, I, I agree with the, the queen Tinderoni there. And uh, these players and the owners all quiet, quiet. And trying to get everyone. You know, they all are using the, the fan as a, as a prop, as a pawn in this, and their fans caught in the crossfire. The players don't give a shit about the fans. The owners don't give a shit about the fans. That's the reality. If they did, they'd all take less money and lower the price of tickets and lower the price of cable television, how much they get from television. They'd lower the price of beer, hot dogs, and all that. If they ultimately really cared about the fan, the stuff would not be as expensive as it is to go to a game. So when they, say we, when they say we care about the fan. It's all fake news. Yeah. It's phony it stuff. It is. It didn't happen. Damn right. Well, it, I mean, that did happen. They did say it, but. Yeah, Ben, last season we had to fly to Colorado to see our Dodgers in order to get reasonable ticket prices, nachos that were $8, $8. You know what $8 gets you at Dodger Stadium? Yeah, you get some ketchup packets is what you get if you're lucky. You get a side of ranch for $8 at Dodger Stadium. Oh, yeah. That's another thing that's changed in our life. When I was a kid, the Dodgers owned by the O'Malley family used to brag. Uh, they were the greatest deal in town, and they were. They didn't have a lot of options. Didn't have a lot of options at the concession stand, but everything was cheap. And uh, I remember when when I started going out there a lot in the media, O'Malley still owned the team. There were no advertising signs. They, that, that thing was pure. And uh, now it is like a bathroom stall in Jersey with all the writing on it and all that stuff. It's uh, 
pretty, uh, I mean, I get it. I would probably do the same thing if I owned the Dodgers, but it's just changed so much in my lifetime. It's uh, pretty wild. Uh, let's see who is next here. You've got mail. Ozzy Momentum says two questions. Danny, you seem like a masculine do-it-yourself type of guy. Ben, you less so. Uh, what's your, how dare you? Uh, what's your go-to power tool at home if you have any? I do have two toolboxes, yeah. but but no power tools to speak of. I've always had to borrow. I don't need them that often to invest into having my own. Yeah. The last couple of things I put together furniture-wise where they called for a power drill, I just did it by hand with the screwdriver. See, that's how masculine you are. It wasn't easy, and it took way longer than it should have. All right. That's how, that's how he rolls. Uh, I actually have a few things I've picked up over the years. I wish I had a chainsaw, though. To me, that's the most masculine. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, psycho. No, no, no. I, I would love because you know how expensive it is to have a tree removed? It's like $1,000. And I'm like, I can go to Home Depot or Lowe's and rent a chainsaw for a day. And I, I, I'm not that I'm you know, Jack the Ripper or anything like that, but I can cut down a tree with a chainsaw, uh, or at least most of the tree. I think I'd be fine at that. So that, that's quite the racket, Danny. It's quite the racket. Man, oh, man. All right. Uh, let's see. here. Uh, what do we have? Time for a few more. Uh, Caleb from Meadville uh, writes in. Uh, let's see here. I got mail. Yay. I got mail. Yay. It's not that exciting. Calm down. Uh, he says, Big Ben, the interview with Scott Farrell last weekend was only, has only been bested by your interview with Lenny Dykstra. Well, we can get, you know, we should get Dykstra on again. He'll come on. He's a friend of the podcast. Eddie's afraid of Dykstra. He's afraid of Lenny Dykstra. It's true. It's weird. It's like, you're not going to be in the same room with Lenny. Uh, anyway. Uh, you think says, you can uh, shank him? Yeah, exactly. Thinks Lenny's so diseased, he might get the cooties or something. Anyway, uh, the interview with Scott Farrell last week was only been bested by the interview with Lenny Dykstra. I was glued to my radio with both of those guys. Please tell me, do you have any more guests lined up? that have, are just as outlandish uh, as those guys. Uh, well, well, Danny, you're, you're, the, you're the book. I work with you on that, and uh, we're trying to get – if you want to recommend someone along those lines who we, he can get, some of these guys are just uh, a-holes and won't come on the podcast, but uh, others are big fans of the show or whatever and are willing to do it. So, yeah, anybody that's reasonable, we'd love to get on. Yeah, and I think one thing I found out recently – we talked about this on last weekend's podcast when we went over the curse words. Podcast is becoming one of those words. So recently I've been leaving that P word out of my emails and text messages. So it's it's going to be interesting. You know, it's not easy to book guests, especially when it's a, you know, a 30 minute hit because these guys will go on some shows for 10 minutes and yeah. that's all they want to give you. It's not easy to get somebody for a half hour. Yeah. And so and some of the guys we've had on have just uh, after a few minutes just decided they don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> and then they, they, <laughs> in the middle, they abruptly stop the interview and you're like, whoa, wait a minute here. What the hell just happened? And then uh, you're, you scramble. Uh, Travis and Roseburg also said, uh, was your most recent Vegas trip a reaction to interviewing Scott Farrell? Peer pressure <laughs> can be a bitch. Uh, well, no, I wasn't laying on my bed in Vegas, uh, pouring money on top of my head. And, and that trip had already been planned before we had a chance to have Scott Farrell on. So 
Was it like foreplay for you though? Uh, it didn't hurt. It kind of fired me up. I'm not going to lie. It fired me up. I was like, wow, Whoa! this is going to be fun. Uh, let's see. Brandon from house says on, on your Monday show, you have the instant advice line. And I'm just curious why the last caller is always called number five. Uh, he says, so that's actually, you're mixing up the bits, Brandon. Yeah. You're mixing up the bits. That's not the, the instant advice line is where people just call up and scream ridiculous things. Uh, you're talking about the, uh, the game we play the next night, uh, which is where we play a sound bite cite the bite. It's called, mm-hmm. you have to figure out who the person, the reason we did the fifth caller is because that's the second clue. And it always seemed to be Justin in Cincinnati. Yes. So. And I would always give you a mathematical reason why I was going with caller five. Yes. Yeah. Roberto came on the show and he didn't know the show. Yes. So the first night he said LeBron James. <laughs> so that's the inside joke. You, you will still hear LeBron James sometimes as Roberto's answer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Terry from England says, have you ever had a monologue star or a star's agent come after you at work where the boss had to have your back? Uh, says Terry in England. Yes. Uh, yes, Terry. It doesn't happen very often, but I have been confronted uh, via I've, I, when I went to the website. I got in a lot of trouble with the website. I got a cease and desist letters and all that. It was a big pain in the took is on the radio show. I have been in trouble with the, com- the commissioner's office at one of the major sports leagues for something that I said, <laughs> uh, that was awkward getting in trouble with the commissioner's office. And I've, I've had people, uh, coaches that have complained and things like that. So it doesn't happen that often, but it has happened. And it's, it's always really a badge of honor, Danny, that somebody gets that upset by an opinion that they feel the need to contact your boss and complain and rant and rave. I mean, what are we doing? So, but uh, that has happened. And uh, I think that's uh, all we have time for. So Sarah in Minnesota, who's actually in Florida, she had a great point about MLB, you know, sports teams in general, the value of sports teams. Uh, And she, I, I think she said she became a snowbird She's with her friends, but she listens when the friends go to go away. She'll listen to the podcast. So thank you for that. Big Greg in Iowa, Reverend Green in Colorado Springs uh, slash Des Moines and J Bone in Portland, Maine and everyone else. We didn't have time to, uh, to, to have your question, but thank you all. And if you missed out on this mailbag, don't forget every Tuesday we post on the Facebook page. We solicit your questions. And you can do that. Ben Maller's show is the Facebook page and also always available. If you want to just you know email in a question at any time, you can do that. Realfifthhour at gmail.com. R-E-A-L-F-I-F-T-H hour at gmail.com. Anything to promote, Danny? Any gigs coming up? I will be uh, live at a roller skating rink tomorrow. No, I'm kidding. I'll be on the network. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on the network all Sunday. Covino and Rich. And then, of course, we got Plank and Spanier, your boy Arnie after that. Should be a fun thing. Oh, Laker fans! (laughs) I know Steve Kerr. Did you know that? (laughs) (laughs) Should be a fun day on FSR. And thank you to everybody for the nice reviews and just the overall love on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. 
It has been great. Keep the keep them coming, man. Come on, man. No, keep them coming. Is the two stars? Give it two stars. No, no, five stars. Two stars. Five stars. Star. No, Don't be rude. That's five stars, Danny. That's right. I'm in danger. No, there's no danger. The podcast is now kaput. Uh, anyway, uh, cameo.com, cameo.com. We'll catch you next time. Thank you, thank you, thank. You. Later, skater. Bye, Felicia.